welcome to episode 2 of The Wrestling Show, the only podcast that brings to you stories from wrestling talent all across the globe. Today's special guest is based out of Buffalo, New York. He is only 22 years old and he has wrestled all across America and has appeared on WWE's programming multiple times. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome our guest, Winnie Moon. Winnie, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. So please tell us, how are you doing today and how are you taking care of yourself during this pandemic? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, trying to take every day as it comes and, you know, hope for better news every single day. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing well. My family's doing well and we're just, you know, we're just, we're just hoping that this, this ends soon, you know, so we can get back to wrestling. Uh, I gotta ask you a question. Uh, Winnie Moon, how did you come up with this name? So I was growing up, I think, uh, there's a lot of rest obviously that that backyard uh, backyard wrestled. So I backyard wrestled and this name just it just kinda popped up. Uh, you know, it was we were kind of, uh, me and my buddies were that I that I still wrestle with to this day, were like debating like, Oh, what what name should you use? And we just couldn't think of it and we were watching uh Wrestling Society X on T V. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was like a rerun of it or uh, online of some way. So we were watching that, and uh, one of my buddies just said it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, like, yeah that's really cool." And so I kind of just went with that as far as like you know backyard wrestling went. And then when I became a professional wrestler, like, well, what name do you want to use? I'm like, yeah. so I'm Vinny Moon. I was like, I want to use this. So I uh, so I just went and kept using that, and it, it just really worked for me, and just kind of took off from there. So. Pretty cool name. So you uh, have been a lifelong fan of wrestling. Is that true? Yeah, I started. I started watching it around like 2008. Okay. Uh, so I was I was like 10 years old. Right. Uh, 10 11 years old. I started watching wrestling and uh, just you know I was I ended up being the kid in high school that just talked about wrestling. Um, okay. So I, I, I watching up wrestling when I was started watching wrestling when I was 10 11 years old. Right, and then uh, I, you know, I got more involved with it, like watching on TV and stuff like that. And uh, I had neighbors, uh, Kevin Bennett, who's another local independent star uh, here up in Buffalo, right. and uh, was really named name for himself. And he moved in next door to my to my father's house, and uh, they they were like way more involved than I was. So it was like, oh my gosh, like, I gotta you know, befriend these guys, and, and that's what ended up happening, and they, and they kind of pointed me in the right direction where I needed to go, and because they were still learning, too, so they were, we were both kind of learning at the same same time for the most part. They were just a, a couple years older. So it was basically so, the destiny that they moved in next door, and, you know, you happened to love wrestling. It just happened. Right. Yeah, everything just kind of fell into place right. uh, the way I needed it to, and then, you know, I was pointed in the right direction and, and met the right people that could help me get professionally trained um and i still train there to this day so very cool so uh you grew up in the john cena era was that like was he your favorite wrestler when you were growing up or? yeah john, john cena was definitely my my favorite wrestler growing up uh, okay. yeah he was he was i mean he, he's i mean he's still the man now um you know even though he's only part-time and everything but yeah i definitely grew up when he was at the like the peak of when people really liked him and 
Uh, yeah, John Cena was definitely my favorite growing up. Would you say that he has an influence on your own wrestling, uh, you know, gimmick and your own persona? Um, I don't necessarily think about gimmick and persona. Um, I do agree with a lot of what his character and I get what he just generally stands for. Of never really giving up on on what you want in your dreams and just you know keep you know keeping a positive attitude and uh, keep having a good attitude as far as everything you do in life and. And you'll go places, and it's really, you know, really thinking about that and applying that to just general life, and, and then in wrestling, it's really, it's really helped me as, uh, you know, take my career to the next level, and uh, never giving up because I'm not, I'm not that big of a guy. So there are guys that will look at me, and he's like, you know, he's not that big, you know, and and I get it, you know, but I'm also a firm believer that wrestling today is is changing. You don't, you know, I don't have to be super, super big. But at the same time, it's all, you know, you, at the same time you do, you know. Uh, but it, it's it's given me, you know, see, seeing guys like, you know, James Ellsworth that was, he was signed to a contract. And seeing guys like Cheese, Cheeseburger and Ring of Honor, like guys that are smaller, it's really given me, uh, you know, those are like guys, kind of guys that are like an inspiration to guys like me that, you know, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the strongest. But, you know, I, I work hard and I train hard and, uh, you know, it, it's paying off. Yeah, these days fans are not really into the bigger guys. They're more into the guys with bigger heart, like yourself, the people who have the passion for wrestling. Like, for example, you can take so many wrestlers who were big, strong, but they didn't get over with the fans because they lack the passion. So passion is what the fans are looking for these days. So, uh, Winnie, when you were watching CNN, when you were watching all these superstars on your television, did you always know that this is what you were going to do when you grow up? Did you always know that you were going to be a professional wrestler? Uh, no, I, like I said, it all, everything just kind of fell into place for me at the right time. Um, and then like the, you know, uh, as far as me and the people that I need to meet, uh, you know, that ended up being my, becoming my trainers and training me. Uh, but yeah, I, like I wrestled on trampoline as a kid and, you know, just kind of goofing around, nothing really serious, obviously. And then, uh, when Kevin, uh, like when I said, when Kevin Bennett and his family moved in next door and they had an actual wrestling ring in their backyard, that's kind of when I started to like really get introduced to it. Um, and then they, they got older and then they started training professionally. And so I knew like once I was, once I was 18, uh, cause in New York city, you have to be 18 to wrestle professionally and get paid for it. Um, I knew once I was 18, I wanted to start, uh, or excuse me, it was 16 to train, okay. I believe. I knew once I was 16, I started training and doing monthly seminars at Empire State Wrestling, which is a promotion up in North Tonawanda. Um, so I started doing like the monthly seminars there that they would have. And then when I was 18, I started training at uh, Grapplers Anonymous, okay. uh, which, is the, which is the pro wrestling training school up in Lackawanna, New York, which is like a suburb of Buffalo. Um, but yeah, and there's uh, the guys, uh, the tra head trainers there are Mikey Every Night. Kaiju Chris West and uh, Brandon Thurston. So those are the guys that really, um, really helped me get my start. Uh, especially Mikey. Mikey believed in me from day one, so I owe a lot of of credit to him for, you know, believing in me, believing in me when I didn't believe in myself or think that I or I didn't have enough confidence to think that I could do it. Right. And uh, he really helped me and, and pushed me to, uh, you know pushed me to uh, just do my best and, and, and really helped bring out the best in me and 
help me where I get where I am today. Absolutely. So basically, right after high school, you got into wrestling. What was your family's reaction to it? Were they very supportive to your, you know, your career choice? Yeah, there was, there was, there was never any, uh, any like, oh, this is weird, or oh, that you shouldn't do this, or there was never any bad reception from them to me wanting to train to be a wrestler. Uh, my dad, my dad was all for. It. My dad was like, "Yeah, like, this is really cool." My dad thought it was cool that I had uh, people to bond, other people to bond with uh, wrestling over, because he actually, you know, he started watching it with me when I was a kid. Right. So he thought it was really cool. Um, but my mom, my mom wanted me to to finish school first. She wanted me to uh, go through college first, and which I understand. But she, uh, but I was putting myself through college. So I was like, I, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to do my own thing and I can keep my grades up and everything, and which I was. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm going to do what I want to do, you know? So I, uh, um, and I think she understood that. Um, so you know, I, I went through college uh, and still wrestled while I was do- doing it. And now I'm out of school and have a degree and still doing it. So, um, yeah. Very cool. So while you were training, what was the hardest part for you? Was it the in-ring stuff or was it the promos? What did you find the most challenging to begin with? Um, I'm definitely not the best talker mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to doing promos in front of cameras. Right now, like we're having a conversation. Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as like, okay, like I'm going to go stand in front of a, of a green screen and I need to cut a promo on a certain subject. I need to talk about something. Right. Uh, or an event that's coming up. It def- I'm definitely not not the best at that, which is okay. Um, but like when it when it, if it comes to doing live promos on on a show, like if I, if I'm running out or in, in saving someone or doing cutting a promo like that, like your adrenaline's going. I'm just it just naturally comes out. Um, and I'm I'm working on that in training uh, as far as you know learning to, to talk really well. Mikey is a, is a great talker when it comes to cutting promos, so he's really been. Uh, helping me with that and just helping the all the guys in general that train at grapplers um but i got the hardest thing for me i guess is 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 in-ring conditioning you know Mm -hmm. how how you know you can you know you can do all the stuff that you need to do as far as when you learn how to train you know you can take bumps you can learn how to do moves safely you can learn how to how to protect people you can learn how uh to put a match together and how the storyline goes as far as a match goes but when you're in there and you're and you're going and you're wrestling, you know, especially if you're doing a longer match, it you know you definitely start to get tired, and that's a, it's a really hard thing to train for. Um, but yeah, so that's that's def- definitely one of the harder things is is having really really good in ring conditioning. So when you are a high flyer, correct? Yes, I will. I would. I would, I would consider myself that. Yeah. How so? How was it? You know, getting used to all those high flying moves and those swanton bombs and all of that stuff. How much time did it take for you? And did you ever freak out before trying any of those moves? Um. So I, when I when I started watching wrestling, I was always like, like I was always enamored by like guys like Rey Mysterio, like the smaller guys that could really like you know fly around the ring. I was like, oh man, like this this is really cool, you know. Like I had never seen something like that before. Yeah. So when I started training, I uh, and like after I learned the basics, like okay, well, like well, well, what kind of style are you going for? Like, what do you want to do? Like, what kind of moves you want to do? So I was like all about like the lucha libre stuff, like uh, you know head scissors and, and hurricane ranas and yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, 
certain moves, uh, like certain high flying moves, definitely came more natural than others. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, like the Swanton bomb, like I've been practicing that for a while, and it just came to a point where it's like, all right, like I, I just got to do it. Uh, yeah. So I had had a match. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this tonight, and then I ended up doing it, and it worked. You've been doing pretty well. So. Yeah. Uh Winnie, you you do the trainings, you you know you you get ready, and then the day comes, March thirty first, twenty seventeen, and that is the day you make your wrestling debut, correct? So correct, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was going through your mind when you were making your the way to the ring, and what, how did you feel? Um. So when I so when I, my first match, it was actually so I had been doing the the monthly seminars at Empire State Wrestling since I was 16 all the way through 18. Um, and I started training I started training at Grapplers uh, actually right after my first match. So I wasn't fully trained uh, for my first match. It wasn't planned for me to have that first match the way that it happened. They just they just needed someone to go out there and uh, and get squashed. Oh. Uh, you uh, so they needed someone to go out there and get squashed and I had my gear and I had a bunch, you know, I knew a bunch of people, guys in the locker room that were like, oh, Vinny can do it. And the promoter was like, well, do you have gear? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And he's like, okay, you'll get it. So that's when the nerves like really started to hit as I'm like walking out to my car and grabbing my stuff. Because it wasn't planned for me to be on the show, but you know, good wrestlers, you always want to bring your gear just in case because you never know what's going to, what's going to pop up. So I, you know, I brought my stuff in. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had my first match and. And pretty much right after that was when I started really training consistently, because uh, to order to get accepted into to Grapplers Anonymous uh, training school, they put you through a physical trial to see if you're physically fit and so that you won't get hurt. Um, they want you know they want to see how how tough your body is because it's not just uh, you know and how tough your mind is too because it's not it's just not just a physical right. thing it's a mental thing. I had you know it took me three three times I had to take the the physical trial I had to take it three times because I failed the first two times but I was still doing like the monthly seminars and still helping set up at shows and, and still you know showing people that I was serious about it even though I you know I mean wasn't physically the best in shape at that point I mean, during, but, uh, all the monthly setups you know trying out three times it actually shows a lot about your own you know will and your passion towards wrestling it shows a lot about your your determination to be a wrestler so it speaks it speaks a lot, right? It was definitely it was it was definitely hard not you know not passing the trial the first two times and and discouraging because it's like oh well, I I guess I'm just not meant to do this like I can't you know I can't do it so how am I going to make it as a wrestler? Right. And I, uh, um, you know, like I said, Mikey really believed in me and he just kept you know he would he would message me online and would just keep encouraging me and. When I would see him at shows, he'd be like, "Hey, man, like, how's you know how how's the working out going?" Because I've I've never been the best at working out, um, so he was always he was always very supportive and, and very like, "Hey, man, like, just keep pushing yourself. You're you're gonna do this. I believe in you." That's right. Um, uh, so, uh, especially once I once I had my first match, and I feel like that my first match was a lot uh, to do with. Like I said, I was in the right place at the right time for that, and I had, uh, you know, I owe a lot of, I guess, my start to to Kevin Bennett too. He really, and that was in a back in our backyard wrestling days, and he really helped me, you know, learn the basics to the point to where, 
when I it came time to have that first match when the opportunity came up, I was comfortable in, in knowing that okay, I, I know the ba- I know the basics for the most part, and I'm you know I'm I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of offensive maneuvers. I just got to you know make sure I protect myself and and uh, so and that's what happened. I you know I went out there, <laughs> got beat up, and I. Uh, yeah, that, that's where it took off from there, and, and training really started to happen for me consistently right afterwards. That was awesome. I, yeah. So uh, fast forward from that time to now. Now you're like what, only 22 years old, and you know you've, right. been, you've been wrestling for like a, over a couple of years. And well, we can say that you are one of the most recognizable faces when it comes to indie wrestling, you know, in your area, and you've worked for multiple you know, promotions, and also made appearance for the WWE. So just, uh, was it like a, a year after your wrestling debut that you appeared for WWE at Extreme Rules pay-per-view? That was, it was yeah, yeah, so uh, right. I, did, I did extra work for the first time right. in July 2018. So it was like a year and a couple months. Uh, right. April, May, June. Yeah, so it was like almost a year and a half into my my pro wrestling career where I, I got the opportunity to yeah uh, to do extra work for the WWE and that was a really cool experience. How did that feel, you know, being in front of a thousand people in live audience and millions watching around the globe? How how was it? Were you nervous? Uh I was nervous for the for the part that I was doing. Um I I wasn't wrestling. Yeah. Um but uh, the part, the part that I was doing, uh, just being like a crewman for the the spot right. that was needed, yeah. Uh, it was it was really cool. I uh, I was definitely nervous beforehand, but then like once you're out there and you're just kind of you're in the ring, you're you're not you don't really. I guess it just stuff happens so quickly, and right. uh, you don't have time to be nervous. You know what I mean? Sure. So, but it but it was it was really cool, especially like just to be able to look back on it and. See it online and stuff like that, and it was really cool. Incredible. So, if it's not something you know that you need to keep confidential, can you tell us something about how does WWE get these enhancement talents and extras for their shows? Um, there there is a process for it. Um, and obviously, you have to to be a trained wrestler. Right. Um, I'm not I'm I'm not sure if I'm allowed to yeah, to release fine. the information as far as that, but. Yeah, obviously you you, uh, you have to be a trained you have to be a trained wrestler, right? Um, and there there is a process that you have to go through. Um, but yeah. So, how was the atmosphere backstage? Did you get to meet any other superstars or anybody that you know in in the WWE? Yeah, I mean we're we we're, we're walking past it. You know, you're, there's a lot of people that were walking past. And, you know, it's just it's just like an, a locker room on on an independent show except just really 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 big and there's you know there's there's obviously really really good catering you know there's there's it's just it's just a lot of a lot of people you know WWE is the top wrestling company in the world right now so they have a lot a lot of people doing a lot of different things you know whether they're wrestlers or crew or you know writers just you know they got a lot of people back there so but as far as like mean people it's like everyone's so busy Right. Uh, you know, just like just like any other independent show, everyone's really busy. So, so okay. Now, since it's been three years that you've been wrestling, I've got three questions for you, and they're all based on number three. So, rapid fire round. 
So tell me three most memorable moments of your wrestling career so far. Uh, so three, oh gosh, okay. So number one was uh, Nickel City Wrestling uh, is promotion, another promotion in the Buffalo area. Uh, you, got, you got three promotions in the Buffalo area. You got Empire State Wrestling, you got Nickel City Wrestling, and you got Daddy App Productions. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are the three uh, promotions in the West New York area. And so Nickel City Wrestling is where I, I, uh, I got my start locally as far as uh, a wrestling role. Um, I started wrestling there uh, locally first. Um, so about a year, April of 2018. Uh, so I've been wrestling there since September of 2017. So only a couple months uh, into, into my pro wrestling career. I debuted there and then was wrestling there every show after that. And uh, April 2018, I won the their you know mid-card belt. Really? And, right, yeah. And I, I wasn't really like well-known in the area at that point. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of people were still new to me and who I was. Um, so yeah, it was so, and the guy that I was wrestling was really, really big and like people knew who he was and he was, you know, real, you know, really, really good. Cyclone Jones, um, is, was the guy's name. So it's, it was, uh, if you ever see, if you ever see the match online, it was, it was, uh, literally like a David and Goliath and like this guy is really, really big and right. you know, I'm, I'm just this, this small scrappy underdog, mm -hmm. uh, you know, underdog guy, and uh, I, ended up, I ended up beating him, and, and just the, rea the reaction, and you know, having all my friends and family there from church, and it's very cool. And, uh, yeah, and uh, so that was that was really really cool. Um, just the re I remember the reaction. I remember you know, one, two, three, and the, the building was just really really loud, and having like I said, having my family and friends there was really really cool, and uh, having uh, my one trainer there, Mikey, and uh, uh, Chris West, uh, they're also uh, another trainer. Basically, uh, your entire support system there with you to share that moment with you. Right. Yeah. It was just. It was really, really cool. Very nice. Um, yeah. So that that was that was definitely that was definitely one of them. Uh, also for Nickel City Wrestling back in April 2019, mm -hmm. I got to step in the ring with uh, the Pope Elijah Not Burke. Oh really? Oh yeah, the Pope Elijah Burke, okay. and uh, so, so I got to wrestle with him, uh -huh. and uh, definitely, I, I feel like I definitely underperformed. Okay. Uh, the nerves were getting to me, which is you know normal. Natural. Yeah. Yeah, natural. And uh, and uh, but afterwards, he, you know, he he took the mic and cut a promo and and told me that I had a very bright future. So to hear that coming from him, just I was just like, wow, like, this is really, really cool. Like, he, he didn't have to say that, you know? So that was, I just remember, like, I watched the footage back, and I'm just watching it. I was like, uh, I, was, I just remember being in shock, and then he shook my hand uh, after he said that. And I just remember just, that's the only time I've ever cried in wrestling uh, so far. Um, so that was a really, really cool moment. Very special. Um, yeah. But, yeah, very, it was a very, very special moment. Um, and then, third moment, I would have to say the the first ever the first ever Daddy App Productions show. Mm -hmm. So Daddy Daddy App Productions is is run by Mikey every night, 
and uh you know he always we had always thought about you know he had always thought and he'd always talked to us at training about having the idea of you know a direct promotion that you we can you know directly put guys that train at grapplers anonymous into that promotion now you know grapplers anonymous is still an independent training school like anyone from any area can come and train um but now we have a direct outlet as far as getting in front of people you know we train uh retrain and now you can get in front of people right, right away um so having that first show and just all the years of you know hard work that were put into it because it was it was definitely a team effort um so to make it all happen and you know all the all the guys you know selling tickets and stuff like that and really promoting the show to make it successful um you know because you know starting new promotions especially the first show it can either be a hit or a miss so you got to really make sure that you're really you know really believe in what you're doing and really promote it and make sure people know about it and make sure people get there and uh just the atmosphere of of that night was just really cool um you know this this these, all these guys that we train with we all train together and you know to be able to to pull off something that we had been talk, talking about for so many years was just really really special you know when i talk to you i can hear a lot about you know your your respect towards other people the performers the teamwork the support that's that's a lot that i can hear from you so i think uh, that's right. a very quality in you that you always right. to the people around you the people who support you and the people you work with it's very good quality right. yeah the uh i feel with grappler with grapplers anonymous and daddy F productions uh there's no other locker room there's no other group of guys i feel like it in professional wrestling as far as you know we're training every week together we're, we're all pushing for each other to do the best nice. uh that we can and and uh really helping each other really motivating each other and it's just a really good atmosphere to be around a group of guys that just care so much about how each other is doing and yeah it's it's really special to have that and especially in wrestling I really respect that. Okay, so the yeah. questions are going to keep getting harder now as we keep going forward. Now, oh boy, I'm ready. Hit me. Now the second question. And this All one right. about three most embarrassing moments that you've had in the ring so far. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I've... Man, if I, I don't know if I've had a better round long enough to have embarrassing moments. I... Oh boy, embarrassing moments. Or let's say not just in the ring, but overall, you know, anywhere in your wrestling career. Let's move. Um, <laughs> we def uh, definitely at grapplers. We definitely like poke fun at each other, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, so there's there's obviously been stuff like that. Um, you know, where guys are ribbing each other and. Uh, you know, some of it's been caught on camera, and it's just like, man, what are you, what are you doing? You know, I. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far I, I can't, I honestly can't think of anything that's yeah. been super embarrassing that's happened. Right, <laughs> that is fine because for me, yeah. my life is a comedy, so every single day there's a one embarrassing moment or the other. So I had to include this question. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's definitely there's definitely been funny moments and definitely been moments where stuff has gotten messed up. All right. Uh, but as far as like being embarrassed, yeah. uh, I, I honestly can't think of anything right now. That is good. That is good. <laughs> Maybe when you get to you know the major leagues such as WWE and something, they might put you in an embarrassing storyline such as the Lana Bobby Lashley 
So that might happen. <laughs> right. Well, I hope I get to know you, but like I said, you got to keep putting in that work, you know. Hard work never stops, and, and uh, I'm going to do everything I can. Right. Okay, perfect. So last question out of the three questions uh, that I was going to ask you. So three match types that you really, really want to participate in. Oh, boy. Three match types that I would like to participate in. Um, you know, man. for me, if, if you would ask me, I'm not a wrestler, but if you would ask me, I would say Buried Alive, Inferno, and uh, I don't even know, Hell in a Cell, even though I'm just very... Right. But yeah, that's what I would pick. What about you? Right. Um, so it doesn't happen a lot on the independence. Um, right. But uh, uh, a steel, uh, a steel cage match, uh, like I said, doesn't happen a lot on the independence. But uh, the correct, you know, if you have the correct build up uh, for it, and the you know the, the correct hype, and and just uh, you know everyone's behind the storyline, you know, right. the wrestlers, the the fans, and if it's all if it's all lined up just right, um, I would like to, to do that uh, if it fits, you know what I mean? Obviously, there's there's matches that do fit and there's matches that don't fit. So if it were to ever fit yeah. in any storyline that I was in, I would definitely like to to do that and just be able to say that, you know, I did that and, you know, chalk up that experience. Brings a question to my mind. Would you ever be open to, you know, working an extreme match like, you know, the CZW promotion you know, blood and all those. So, like de deathmatch wrestling. Yeah, like, would you be open to such an idea ever? Um, I. This is just you know personally for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not super in into deathmatch wrestling. Oh. Nothing against the people that do it. You know, I. I'm. I know. I'm. You know, I'm pretty close to a few guys that do do it. Uh, and that's fine. Um, but for me personally, it's just really not my style. You know what I mean. Okay. Um, but I guess if, if, I guess it would all depend on the situation and if it was needed and, and what was, you know, right. what was the storyline and, and, you know, I guess it all have to depend on the situation, I guess. So I got one match from you. That's a steel cage. I'm still waiting for two more. Right, right. Um, definitely a ladder match. Okay. Um, I, I've seen those happen and then, uh, that would be pretty cool to do. And what else? Steel cage ladder match. I th I think an Iron Man match would be really cool too. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, not only not only to you know to actually wrestle in it, but just to see like physically, like how how physically demanding is this going to be? You know, because they could last a half an hour, an hour, and that's a really good uh, really good way to, to test yourself and a really good way to push yourself and see you know how much can I do here? You know, that's true. You know, all of your answers they're they're mind blowing because they just speak about how passionate you are about wrestling. You want to take more and more challenges. It's very impressive. You know, Winnie, uh, I, I told you that I'm going to ask you three questions, but I'm a curious guy, so I'm going to ask you one more fourth question. Sure, yeah, go for it. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know, but when I look at you, uh, you know, I always feel that maybe if you, you know join the WWE in the near future, you would make a great tag team with a guy called Matt Riddle. So, <laughs> I do think so, you know, the bro and the bro. Have you ever thought of, you know, such an idea? 
so it's actually funny that you mentioned uh, Matt Riddle because I had before my hair was the glorious mullet that it is now. Uh, <laughs> I had really really long hair like right. Matt Riddle's. It was really really long. I uh, and I remember like wearing a hat and uh, I was at a show and Joey Janela was at that show. Oh, okay. And I remember like turning around and like obviously like Joey didn't know who I was. Uh, um. But he's like, oh, bro, I thought you were, he's like, I thought you were Matt Riddle for a second, just because uh, the way my hair looked. And I was, you know, I've always been kind of like, oh, man, you look like Matt Riddle. Yeah. And uh, so it's really funny that you mentioned that. Um, like, I don't know, man. It, like, uh, you know, you never know what the future holds. So. Yeah, I know. But, but right now, what I can see is a very bright future. So bright that I have to wear sunglasses, to be honest. That's the only <laughs> I'm wearing them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, speaking of uh, independent promotions and matches, I got to ask you, uh, because WrestleMania access was canceled during this, uh, you know, pandemic and lots of independent, you know, matches have been canceled, they've been put off for now. Even Evolve was sold to the WWE because, you know, the loss. Right. So how are you, you know, keeping up with this whole scene and how is the independent promotion, you know, the, the whole circuit keeping up with this whole pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely hard, you know, you know, especially in New York State with the, uh, the regulations that New York State has to, uh, that New York State promote wrestling promoters have to follow as far as running shows. Um, it's definitely nowhere uh, feasible to run a show right now. Um, I mean, we're not even allowed to congregate in big crowds right now uh, in New York State. Uh, but even if we were, uh, it's, it would definitely be hard for promotions to, to, not, to not only run, but run successfully as far as making money and being able to move forward after that show. Right. So well, it's, it's, unfortunately right now, it's, shows aren't going to be able to happen uh, for the near future, but you know, they will wrestling. Wrestling in New York will be back. I definitely believe in that. Uh, so, and when that day happens, it, it's going to be a good one. We'll be back. I'm pretty sure it will be back. So, right. uh, when wrestling is back and this pandemic is over, what is next for Winnie Moon? What's next for me? Uh, so I, really much the same thing. I'm I'm really trying to get out there more and and travel more and. And, and go to new places and you know I, I feel like I have a lot to offer um so I really want to you know just be the best Vinnie Moon that I can be you know you know train train as much as I can you know, get, get bigger you know just really overall just making myself a better wrestler and just keep doing my thing uh and uh hopefully it pays off of course of course and I can tell you that you know after listening to this interview and after checking out your profile which is at Winnie Moon on Instagram correct it's yeah uh, I'm uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Vinnie Moon 1998 1998 okay cool so at Winnie Moon 1998 and you know I'm pretty sure that people are gonna fall in love with you and you're gonna have so many more fans even before this pandemic is over and uh, it's gonna keep growing and growing today you earned one more fan that is me I'm I appreciate sure. that thank you all right, so uh, one last question. Well, actually, before that question, I'm going to ask you another question. You're wearing a pretty cool T-shirt right now. Uh, what does it say? That is that oh, so yeah, this is a, a brand new shirt. It says it's, it says my name on it, Vinny Moon, okay. Vinny Moon, and uh, this is literally taken from the the back of my wrestling tights. Uh, this this design, 
so I actually I just got these made actually before the pandemic hit. I so I never got a chance to sell them, but uh, I plan on opening a pro wrestling tea store okay. soon, and this design will be going up there. So you can get that design off of there. Once that design, um, uh, you know, we will be sharing it with the followers. I'm pretty sure that they would love such a sick T-shirt. It's pretty cool. Right. You yeah, know, I appreciate that. Um, I'm definitely, as definitely as time has gone on, I've definitely, you know, um, ever, you know, I've, I, uh, how do I say this? I've definitely had a lot of uh, inspiration as far as what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, creatively and, and you know I'm, I'm I've always been into bright colors so that's kind of uh, bright colors and desi designs that really pop so I have a really good design guy uh, that actually used to train to be a wrestler uh, unfortunately uh, he had a, uh, some medical issues that prevented him from fully uh, pursuing it so now he's a graphic designer and uh, we have a really good relationship and uh, he's just a really really cool guy right. um, his name is uh, Carl and uh, you can follow him online at Studio Lucha. He does uh, all different types of designs uh, and all different uh, designs for, you know, shirts, gear, whatever whatever you're looking for to get made. Um, so he's really been an instrumental part of bringing, I guess, my creative design uh, part of me to life. Yeah, that's very good. You know, you have this whole support system around you. You have your incredible parents, you have your trainers, you have your designer, you have everything going on, and you, of course, have yourself, your, your determination, and your passion. Everything is set for you. <laughs> we just have to see Winnie Moon in the big leagues now. All yeah, right. I, def I definitely have a lot, of, uh, a lot of good people around me, so now it's just got to keep working hard and, you know. All right. Good things happen to good people. Yeah. Right. I'm going to ask you one last question. Do you have any advice for, you know, the kids out there in the high school, in school, watching wrestling, you know, just dreaming of being a wrestler? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So if there's anyone out there that's, that's listening to this that is thinking about becoming a professional wrestler or what you need to do, uh, I guess the best advice from my experiences I can give is I. Uh, never you know don't you know believe in yourself uh if you if you really want to do something you know make sure you find the right people and, and just really push yourself uh you can really uh you, i've been really amazed and you and you too can be really amazed on what you can do uh when you when you set yourself uh, when you set your mind to it uh and when you have a good support system around you so um but yeah so believe in yourself uh find a good school uh, Grapplers Anonymous in Lackawanna is, you know, I, I'm def definitely one of the best schools, I think, in the United States. Definitely one of the best schools in the United States. So find a, find a good wrestling school with a reputable trainer and uh, just be a good person. Uh, you know, have a good attitude. Always be ready to learn. Always be, uh, you know, willing to help out in any way. And uh, it's, it'll pay off. So. Very cool. Thank you so much, Winnie. You know, I said that that was going to be the last question, but again, I'm a very curious guy. And sure, I have yeah, yeah. one more question for you. <laughs> so sure, yeah, no going through your Instagram just, you know, a few minutes before this interview, where I came across a post of yours and uh, where you had mentioned something about respect. And you had written that uh, uh, how you learned about about 
being humble and be respectful to your fellow wrestlers in wrestling. Uh, can you elaborate a little on this? Like, how does the sport of wrestling teach its players about humility and respect? So, in wrestling, uh, you know, you're when you're when you're when you're in a match with someone, you know, your your life is essentially in their hands, you know, uh, and vice versa. So, you really want to have, you know, uh, a respect for that person, uh, as far as you know, just trusting them. And uh, you really want to have a, you know, a respect of how wrestling works. And especially if you're new, like I'm, st I'm still pretty, you know, I've been wrestling now for over three years and I'm still, you know, pretty new and I'm still meeting a lot of new people. And a lot of people don't know who I am yet, which is completely fine, which is, it's normal uh, at this stage of my career. Um, so, you know, you always want to, you know, especially when you're new, you always want to, be open to learning new things or in getting advice. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, you just, you know, have a respect for the sport and the people that have, you know, kind of paved the way uh, for you. Cause wrestling has evolved over the years and it's because of those people that have come before us that the, that the way wrestling is now. Um, so yeah. All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Wayne. It was, it was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, we hope to, you know, have you back on the show very, very soon. So take care of yourself yeah. and keep yeah, fighting. Too. And yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you reaching out to me and having me on the show and, uh, and just, you know, sharing, the, sharing my story with the world. It really means a lot. Of course. The world is going to love your story and we are all fighting for you. And uh, we hope to see you on our television streams very, very soon. I appreciate that. I hope so too, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And this brings us to the end of episode 2 featuring Winnie Moon. If you liked the episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with your friends. And we will be back next Tuesday and every Tuesday after next Tuesday with more wrestling stories, with more wrestling superstars from all across the globe. Thank you and we will see you next week.